Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dylan McGrath with us, Dylan. This morning, Dermot has revealed that he, I think he's delusional, he reckons he could be world class at pretty much anything given the time. No, I mean, no limits here. I mean, okay. do you not ever feel that there's, there's something, you know, that if you just thought... Well, they say that uh, repetition with emotion quits the success. So if you do something over and over and over again, mm. that there's a chance you could have a bit of success. So you think you'd, go in, you'd go in at a winner as winner level straight away. Yeah. Did you not ever think that, you know, there's anything that even without doing too much work that you would be good at if you just had a go at it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's very arrogant. <laughs> like, Dylan, I had exactly the same reaction. He was like, this guy, he reckons like one week, he's a world-class fisherman. Week? He gets, week. Ha- have you never watched? Have you never watched? Have you any evidence of this? No. no. That's no. the whole point. Okay, and I openly okay. admit that okay, I am so probably... kind of like mental illness. <laughs> exactly. I'm probably delusional. But I realised yeah. yesterday when I heard a sax solo, I was like, I would be amazing at the saxophone if I just had one. Yeah. Uh, but then I realised... Uh, yeah, does no anyone else think this? Is that their first thought? <laughs> but probably not. No, some like, people are saying they are. Like, but, other uh, than being an amazing chef and restaurateur, like, uh, is there anything? Did you ever watch a kung fu movie and go, "I'd, I'd absolutely nail that"? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm glad your reaction is the same as mine, Dylan McGrath. I'm very glad. I'm just starting to ease away. Well, Speaking of cooking <laughs> and being an incredible chef is not something that I would I'm think I'd be I'm glad you said that because I was about to ask Dylan that question because to, to be a Michelin star chef is something that requires an awful lot of hard work, Dylan. A lot of, a lot of effort. A lot of effort involved in that. A bit of training, a bit of training. But look, you've taken your skill set and you're applying it now to something called Dylan McGrath's Secret Service. You're taking five people who have an interest in cooking but find it hard to get into the job market because of their backgrounds. You're going to mentor them train them, work with them, and create a very special event. So tell us where the idea for the show came from. Um, so, uh, a few times in my life now, people have come to me with TV programs, and what do you think of this, and what do you think of that? And Michelle mm. Will, who I'd done a bit of work with before, um, said, what do you think of this idea? And I thought, coming out of the pandemic, we'd done the whole, you know, none of us could work, mm. right? So all of us were on freeze, and I thought, what would it mean to me if I couldn't work at all? Um, and if I wasn't allowed to work mm. um, and uh, when it was explained the work that these charities done with people who work was kind of off the table yeah. for I thought wow would it would it be possible to throw them into the mix into my chaos and see how they cope so some of these people had never cooked a dish they'd never worked in a restaurant uh, you know so it was it was quite a tall order (laughs) and talk to us about their backgrounds so the the premise of the show is that you take on these people and you know they're all varying backgrounds various facing various challenges Uh, so what kind of uh, people did you meet and will we meet tonight on the telly um, so yeah, so you're right. So there were from all different backgrounds. Um, one guy was getting out of prison. Mm. Um, one girl was. Um, she actually owned a restaurant in uh, in her home country, and right. she was in direct provisioning for the last few years. Mm. This was, was Rosina in Cameroon. That's right. So she had her That's own right. restaurant there, but she was in direct provision here. Right. So she's going to find right. it difficult so she to find had a job. To flee her country. Yeah. Uh, and came here. Um, well, a lot of them aren't allowed work. Yes, that of course not. That's the kind yeah. of limbo that they find themselves in. Right, right, and uh, and yet she had that experience. Um, so, 
Um, one of the other guys was a, a baker in his younger life, so he had a little bit of experience. Um, and then we had a girl from the travelling community mm. and uh, another young guy with Asperger's. Okay, right. So, so it was a really uh, collective bunch. Mm. Okay, so in terms of the TV show then, we'll, we'll see you coach and mentor these people with an interest in cooking but maybe the access roads are just blocked. Right. And so when you when you go through the process then of mentoring them, are you are you able to see this talent be unlocked? Yeah, so I mean, in my business, one of the biggest issues we have is is staff bringing right. people in and and weighing people up. And we all have a certain amount of prejudice when somebody starts a new job, mm. or somebody comes in and we think, you know, uh, can this person make it? Will they make it? Won't they make it? What skills do they have? What skills do they not have? So that's part of what we do. Um, so when these guys jumped on board, it was uh, yeah, it was it was it was touch and go as to whether or not they were going to coordinate, work, fit in. Because uh, it's all down to attitude, I think. Yeah, attitude and hard work. Because I mean, kitchens are they're wild places. I, my brother-in-law was a chef for a long time, and like some of the stories, I mean, they're high-pressure environments, like. Right, they are. Um, but I think that um, my team are great too. You mm. know, I mean, they they knew that they were you know fresh off, you know, fresh meat, fresh fish, <laughs> and uh, you know they were new. They were new to the whole thing. Um, so what's it, it was like about welcoming them in? But we did we did some extraordinary things. Like we 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 got them to cook lobsters. We we flew in some scallops from Paris. We got them to eat them. I mean, one of the girls said that the scallops tasted like feet. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted on her. Uh, what's it like when you are the the greenhorn? Like, did you ever watch? Um, those tra- what's the trawler show? The deadliest catch, the deadliest catch yeah, you know, yeah. and the the new guy again. Another thing, Dermot thinks he'd be absolutely <laughs> world class at if he just went out on a trawler. Yeah. I don't think anyone would want to be really good at that job. It's so <laughs> horrible. But you know that they they're the skivvy and they get all the terrible jobs. Is that what it's like when you go into a kitchen for the first time? You you know, do you have to put up with this sort of? Um, the 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 hard jobs and the a bit of abuse before you kind of earn your way up the ladder. Well, you have to start somewhere, mm. right? And uh, very often in kitchens, uh, you know, you'll be introduced to the peeling of vegetables or or, or go get this or go get that or like washing pots and pans in a building site or anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the industry in the last couple of years has taken a really good look at itself, and and uh, I think there's a much more nurturing uh, aspect of developing people because it's hard to get people Mm. Um, and the people that want to do it um, have to be kind of embraced you know and uh, because uh, you have to fall in love with hospitality to want to do it Mm. you know it really is a a labour of love you know um, because there's so many challenges it feels like every day there's a new list of you mentioned some (laughs) of the challenges earlier on like how difficult it is for example to find staff and staff that you can rely on and work with what about like the the whole rental sector, I presume even the reality of having people who can live in town or nearby enough to be able to work in your restaurants in, outside of the TV show is a right, challenge. Right, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like even if you can't get staff in the country uh, and you find two people from Greece who want mm. to come here, uh, they've nowhere to live in Dublin. So the challenges are endless here, you know. Um, we, all, we all know it. We're all living through it. Um, but we just, you know, it's like anything, you know, you're never going to wake up in the morning there's going to be nothing to solve, you know. There's yeah. always <laughs> going to be a new crisis well, or you, a problem. Or, you talk about it being a labour of love. You know, the pandemic would test that love uh, to the nth degree. And as you say, staffing shortages, no place. If you get the staff, they know where to live. 
you know, have you lost any of that love that you have for the business? No, for no, not at all. I mean, if anything, to, uh, the 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 pandemic. I mean, not only was there no staff, there was no customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the biggest, the biggest yeah. agreement. You know. So, um, and there's something in the joy of when something is just disintegrated and you have to put it back together again, brick by brick. Mm. You learn a lot. You know, and if you, as long as your mindset is about learning and developing, even as an individual, no matter how how long you're doing this, you're always going to be learning new things. You, you mean know? like the saxophone? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We're on the same page. You yeah, see? Dylan's talking about a lifetime of effort here, not one week blown into a brass instrument. Well, Dylan, we don't want to give too much away, obviously, but the the, the kind of crescendo of the TV show is that the people are going to cook for the charities. Right. That are involved in a big gala dinner. So I mean, right. that that's four and weeks you get to away. See right? The work that the charities actually do, you mm. know, and mm. it's all about building self-esteem in these individuals. And, yeah, and, and I think we all need to know where our due north is and, and, <laughs> and what we're what we're running after in our lives or what's what, what's important to us. Mm. You know that that purpose. And uh, these charities do some great work around these guys. You know, the rookies we called them. You yeah, know, because it was very entertaining. I mean, did it change your own perspective? I mean, in terms of as an employer, if before this TV show came along, if someone with a criminal record or someone with a, a health challenge or a, or a mental condition that mm. may put them at a perceived disadvantage, mm -hmm. I mean, did it change your your idea as an employer and uh, it, it about taking these it people on? Challenged it, but I've always had the attitude of like, if somebody has the right attitude and somebody's turning up on time, and you can see that they really want it, then you've got to give them the chance. That's that's mm. me, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. often we'll see this evening. Virgin Media One at nine p.m. Dylan McGrath's Secret Service. Uh, make sure you tune in and watch it every Wednesday. Dylan, as always, a pleasure. Thanks so much yeah. for coming in. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from nine a.m. today.